Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Yogurt is one of the most popular kitchen staples amongst families, and for good reason too. Its packaging makes it so convenient and the creamy texture makes it kid-friendly and it's such a great way to get nutrition into your child's diet and a smart ingredient to add natural sweet flavors to. With Yo Valley's super thick kerned yogurt, some of the natural sugars are strained out, allowing you to create healthier recipes without, of course, sacrificing the flavor or the texture. Kids' tummies and taste buds will definitely thank you, I promise you that. Lovingly made in Somerset, Yo Valley's super thick kerned natural yogurt is high in protein, low in sugar, and it's available in 5% and 0% fat. To find out more, head to yovalley.co.uk and find it in your local supermarket. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you all with the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rihanna Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish a Simple Way to Eat Well and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'm so lucky to be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with the trusted expert advice. There remains such huge stigma surrounding women who do certain types of fitness. The belief that the likes of strength training will quickly transform you into an incredibly masculine version of yourself holds back so many from achieving their personal bests. And in this age of Instagram, where workouts are released every day, it can be all too easy to get sidetracked with ideas that may not actually be right for you. This week's Food for Thought sees personal trainer Lucy Mountain and I keep you grounded with the simple truths and science behind exercise. Hello, Lucy. Hi. Hello. Um, Isn't this strange doing these lovely remote podcast recordings at the moment? I feel like I'm very tech savvy right now. I've got this headset on and I'm ready to go. (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, I think in terms of being on the internet, I've probably never been on, let's start with social media so much before in my life. I I feel like everybody's suddenly logging on to social media as a place to go in a time of, well, crisis, really. Yeah, I my screen time at the moment is disgusting. Um, but even my parents, they're loving it. They're getting all the video calls in as well. I feel like I'm spending all my time on my screen, but that's the way it is right now. It, it is. It's, it's an interesting one. It kind of fits in with our conversation today nicely. I mean, I read a tweet last week and that said, if you don't come out of lockdown stronger and fitter than ever before, you never lacked time, you kind of lacked discipline. Now, I think um, there is a big issue with this quote. And when I read this, I thought, oh, this is something we need to discuss in the podcast, Lucy, because it kind of suggests that fitness has nothing to do, um, you know, without mental health. And surely this is a big misconception altogether. Yeah, I I kind of spent a lot of time um battling this thought process for for my community I think that I the the concept that in a pandemic an actual pandemic we are supposed to glow up you know get training eating a certain way living a new lifestyle is just so it's so ridiculous um and you know I I think we're in isolation and uh, a human basic need of connection and human interaction has been removed from us. So to expect that 
we're supposed to thrive in a kind of um, fitness, nutrition, health level without one of our fundamental basic human needs being fulfilled is just so wild. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's it's very strange. And of course, everybody deals with stressful times or, or unique situations uniquely, of course. And when it comes to fitness and in my world of nutrition, everyone has a special relationship with those two um, areas of their lives anyway. And like you said, they are fundamental areas. And some people turn to food, they turn against it. But equally, there may be perhaps too much focus on it in the first place, because people feel like, well, what else should they be focusing on? Yeah, 100%. I think, I mean, for me, personally, the work I do, and you know this, really with a lot of the stuff I talk about with nutrition and, and training is, I would love to actually move to a place where we don't think about it so much and it's less mental energy but more just habit based but for it to become a habit it needs to be enjoyable and work within your lifestyle seamlessly so yeah it it does feel like right now there is this pressure to rethink our eating habits and rethink the way we're moving and having to adapt and I think it's a shame that it is taking up so much mental energy. I know, I know we've got the space right now because there's not much else to think about, um, but it does feel like there's this pressure to kind of, right, let's change this and glow up that. And it's not, for me personally, I, I'm trying to move the conversation away from spending all our time thinking about trying to maintain our fitness or trying to make these crazy improvements when we are in, in lockdown. Of course, because whilst there are obviously pros and cons, it's we're not saying anybody out there, it's not good to exercise, it is. And if this is a chance that you've never had before to dedicate some time, go for it. But we're going to focus a little bit on the fact that actually perhaps the underlying message of this for a lot of people listening or a lot of media messages will be to do with weight loss because fitness and weight seem very intertwined always. And exercise doesn't always equal weight loss, does it, Luce? No, so I think firstly, there's a belief that if you're exercising, you're trying to lose weight. Um, I remember when I started training, I had people say, "Oh, why are you going to the gym? You don't need to lose weight," you know. And I think there's that common conception that if you are going to the gym or exercising, you are actively trying to lose weight, which firstly is not true and should not be the case. But also, um, you know, you can exercise and weight loss may not be the goal and it and it may not be the outcome regardless of whether you're trying to or not so yeah we need to separate um exercise and weight loss as being inherently linked mm, completely um it's a basically a conversation I suppose surrounding a the language we use surrounding the fitness industry in the first place and also societal history with it, because like you said, it's always been one of those things. People will say, based on just looking at you and appearance, that therefore you either exercise or you don't. And I suppose the volume of exercise required is probably more, more important if you think about incorporating things into a routine rather than just thinking, oh, well, I'm going to start this eight-week plan and then I'm I'm going to be happier in myself. Surely it's, it's it's the amount you do and the type and like you said, enjoyment over a period of time that's more important. Yes. So I I always say to people, you know, if think about the things in life that you dislike, and it doesn't have to be fitness or training, whatever that is. If I told you, right, you need to do that thing four times a week, five times a week you're not going to want to do it. How can you be motivated to want to do stuff you literally hate? Um, which is why, although a lot of the work I do is around gym-based stuff at the moment, it's obviously very home orientated, but I am someone who likes the gym and my goal is to encourage more women to get in the weights area. But if that's not for you, don't do it. You know, Do something else. There's so many ways to exercise that doesn't involve um, a barbell so you have to enjoy it because otherwise it's like can't motive motivation will not suddenly appear if you actively dislike what you're trying to do no it, exactly I think um yeah the big misconception of course is that you do have to go to the gym or you have to run um in order to burn calories because that there's such 
well, there's a lot of language used at the moment with calorie deficits being a big thing. And of course, diet and exercise are are huge, aren't they? They're, they're very interlinked when it comes to weight loss. So for people that actually do want to lose weight, what is the general message that you would give them? I I mean, I think there's, there's two ways for this for me. I think the, the message in general that I put out on social media is not weight focus at all. I, I actively move it away from that. But if someone came to me and said, I want to lose weight, what exercise should I do? Typically, the, 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 uh, what they'll have in their mind is that they need to do cardio or start running. Um, and the thing is, when people are wanting to lose weight, they don't, it's not just that they want to lose weight, they, want to, they have a certain look in their mind. And that's what I would call toned and, and toning. They want to be more toned. And that, again, I don't really use this language in my own work, but it's that kind of slight, a little bit of muscle, leaner body. Um, that's what they have in mind. And running in of itself, of course, it, it uses energy, um, but it's not efficient for building muscle. So that's why weightlifting, um, if someone came to me and said they want to lose weight, I'll pick any exercise, what would I do? I would, I would say always weightlifting because it builds muscle, but it also helps you get leaner. It uses energy, which is why it does which is why it has that that result um so I would always say weightlifting but if you enjoy it you know you have to enjoy it see this is the thing because I think weights have been so unfairly branded um as being stereotypically just for men and I know that um I if the gyms were still open right now I would have the courage to go into the weight section and even though I, I myself have done a level three PT, I, I still I still get that feeling when I walk into that area that I still don't quite belong there. And I, it's probably something that's maybe just to do with my lack of confidence still. But, I, but there's a lot of messaging that it is still a male dominated area. It, it is. And the, the, the reason why is because in reality, it isn't just the messaging it physically is a male dominated area and as much as you know there's more spaces online for women to watch content made by women in the gym and follow female fitness influencers when you go into the average gym within the UK and and I although I don't have the data but I I would say extend this out to almost every other country as well it is predominantly male orientated and, and dominated so it's not only that you feel nervous when you don't always know what to do you feel unsupported um many women have very negative experiences around men in the gym as well um and the, and the conversation up until recent i'd say maybe the past sort of five years we've made a huge we've made huge steps in making um and helping women realize that weight training can be for them as well but historically it's this masculine thing which men do because it's picking up heavy things and women couldn't possibly do that um so we're we're changing that narrative and I do believe it will get better but um it is nerve-wracking but that is why I that's one of my the reasons why I do my work because I want women to feel more confident and I want them to feel more empowered getting in there and you know, putting the the blinkers on and just getting their workout done. But it mm. by no means is it easy. It, it is hard. Yeah, no, it's great to hear. Um, well, to know that we've got people like you championing that, Lucy, because um, this may be an appropriate example or not. But I was having one of those kind of. I've obviously got a newborn baby, baby at the moment. I've, I'm having sofa days. And we were watching, well, I say we, I was watching Hercules <laughs> on the Disney channel. <laughs> my, my little boy had, did not know. He was obviously fast asleep. But that's a classic example of the way that I grew up with Disney films and the male types of body types that are there or images of Hercules lifting up heavy objects, being like, yeah, look at me. Mm. You, you don't get the women um, portrayed as strong in that way the heroine yeah. never was and it's almost something that's really ingrained in us because actually if we don't get women doing weight-bearing exercises because it doesn't just have to be lifting a weight does it it, it can be using their own body weight that's not going to support their posture or their health as they age 
Exactly. That that's a really important point as well. Muscle mass is so important the older we get as well. Um, we need it to move, to do anything, to get up off the sofa, to to move our body. So it's really important. And as we get older, obviously that deteriorates far quicker. So we need to make sure that we are taking the steps to maintain just for general health as well. I'm not saying we all need to get in the gym and building as much muscle mass as possible. We don't need to be doing that, but just maintaining a kind of baseline healthy amount is encouraged. Um, but your, your your comments about, you know, women being depicted as this weak weakling that needs to be saved is, it is, it's everywhere. <laughs> it has been everywhere. And, you know, I definitely didn't feel like I should have been in the gym when I first started. I felt like I should be on the bloody cross trainer, which I did do for, you know, a year or two, but we haven't been shown it from a very young age. No, and um, that's why I think perhaps we're also going wrong in society. So if we go back to the subject of muscle mass and weight, so this applies obviously to men and women, why is it such an important element? What, what exactly does muscle mass have to do with your with the energy that you burn every single day? So if we have more muscle, we do require more energy. Um, pe- people, people have this misconception, though, that having more muscle burns significantly more calories, so more energy. Um, but it, it's not a huge amount. And I think there is this kind of line of thinking within the fitness industry of we, if you build more muscle, you burn more calories so you can eat more and all this stuff. And whilst that is true, to a degree, it's nowhere near as much as people think. And the difference between how many calories you um, would eat potentially with less muscle mass versus more muscle mass, it's like the difference is very small um, when you actually pair mm. it up. And I don't like that whole, because firstly, it's not as, as, it's not as inflated as people say, but I also don't like the narrative of that in general because it kind of makes it, sound like right come on guys let's build more muscle so we can eat more I don't really like that narrative <laughs> around earning and building in order to eat more food because we need food to survive obviously so it does doesn't sit well with me in general anyway I couldn't agree more I think in fact it sets everybody up for the wrong narrative like you said they suddenly see building muscle as just a tool to earn food, which we know isn't good in terms of creating a healthy relationship with food. And whilst it might be true that your basal metabolic rate might increase, so the basic amount of energy you need every day when you've got more muscle, it doesn't necessarily mean that that justifies, again, if people are looking at losing weight, and this is something that we see a lot in the retrition clinic if you're looking at weight management, because it is okay if that is your, if that is your goal, Um, But it doesn't mean you can just eat what you want to make up those calories. It's the quality and the quantity of the diet. And um, I mean, at the moment, we're at home anyway. So let's bring the conversation back to home workouts. Would you say, Lucy, they can be as effective as going to the gym or doing a class? I think it it depends on the goal. So, I mean, if your goal is to have a sweat on, you know, move your body, then you can absolutely do that at home. I think the reason why people will say, home workouts aren't as effective as gym workouts is primarily with the with the assumption that building muscle mass and getting significantly stronger is the goal and I do you know when you're at home if you have limited equipment maybe you've got a couple of sets of dumbbells it is much harder to create progressive overload which is what we need to build that muscle mass and and make progress with our strength we need to be progressively overloading the muscles with new stimulus and increasing it as we go so if you only have one set of dumbbells and a kettlebell it is much harder to make that progress it's not impossible to make progress at home you can make things harder by adding in an extra band or you know um if you're doing body weight stuff you can like you said really you can use your body as the resistance and make things harder just by playing around mm. with positioning um and also tempo and slowing things down and doing eccentrics and and whatnot but it is just by proxy of you not having a huge plethora of different weights and barbells and dumbbells to use from it is just it's harder and it's slower um yeah. so 
I would say if someone is looking to really build their strength and that is a really important goal for them, if they can and it's accessible for them, I would recommend signing it to a gym. Um, but if someone is just wanting to, if the goal is to have a good workout and get a bit sweaty and, you know, get those endorphins going, then you can, of course, have a good workout at home. And, you know, I think I, before I was a personal trainer, I definitely used to kind of turn my nose up and like, you know, oh, home workouts, what's the point? Um, and I think obviously now I'm a coach, I see, you know, some people don't not everyone's goal is to build loads of muscle and you know get super super strong some people just want to you know do a bit of exercise in between you know like you like you really you know you're now a mother and not everyone can have that that luxury of time to go to a gym for an hour so it's that more holistic approach that I have now yeah and I think that's a really fair point to make um and I can completely relate to, yeah, now being a mum as well. And to anyone listening, of course, that has a family or you've got other commitments, you don't have access to a gym. Staying fit and healthy is important for your mental health. It's, it's, it's important to give you that little bit of a mental boost, um, especially when times are tricky. Sometimes just getting out for a walk and it's good for your heart as well to exercise the heart as a muscle overall and even to keep blood flow going around the body. So our, our brain needs to be oxygenated. Every part of, of your body requires that. And if we're not moving and we're stagnant, you're not going to be really helping your body anyway. But as you said, if the goal is to build muscle, you just need to get more savvy because because it is tricky. But there's so much stuff online at the moment, which is great. And I think in sport anyway, men and women often, I don't know, they're pigeonholed into certain types of sports they, they should be doing. You know, men are seen more, and wrongly so actually, because women's football is amazing, but men play more football. Women are probably thought of doing more dance-based types of workouts. And actually, that's not quite fair. And if we bring it back to the home workouts as well, um, you know, I was using in the third trimester before I had the baby, I was using candles as weights because I couldn't find anything else. And that, that was an effective way. And you can find things, can't you? But there's no reason why men and women should be so divided. Yeah. So I think I think there's there's two things. So I think all all genders should be encouraged to take part in whatever exercise they want to do. There's there's no reason as to why we should the reason why we are divided is literally because of the patriarchy and stereotypes that get put on and men and women but I think from a obviously the 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 female menstrual cycle does play a role um, and an important role when it does come to women and exercise and particularly strength training um there's a loads there's loads of research and I wouldn't want to butcher any of the research that has been done by trying to articulate it here myself but it, it does definitely play an important role and certain weeks of our cycle we are going to feel stronger and other weeks we need to maybe taper back our training so working around the menstrual cycle is an important consideration for women and it's something that I'm currently looking into myself as well so there is that but that doesn't mean that that means women shouldn't strength train of course they should um, women should take part in any type of exercise they want to do and we we can Although we are built differently to men, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't train the same way. We absolutely can. Um, so yeah, it, 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 the reason why we don't know is because generally women feel like certain types of exercise are not for them. You know, we get, when I mean, my, when my mum was younger, she thought any kind of gym training was having these little one pound weights and you know, going into a big hall and doing these little dances and all Jane Fonda style. Yeah. And it's, it's been around for years. So it's, I'm glad it's changing though. I do feel like it's changing. Yeah, it is changing, I think. And equally men are also probably feeling the same in that yoga, if they want to go and do some yoga, I mean, it's getting better, mm. but yoga stereotypically perhaps is also seen as something only females do. Mm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It, it, it does work both ways. And I do feel like because of social media, we are seeing more bodies of, of all genders partaking in different types of exercises, which is a blessing, but it just needs to transfer from just 
looking at your phone and being like, oh, cool, that 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 person I follow is actually doing this, which is inspirational for me. But it needs we need to make sure that transfers into real life and actually encouraging people to act upon what excites them and motivates them as well. Of course, because I think confidence, a lot of it comes down to confidence. I mean, I feel I'm in a very, um, a very privileged situation in the body type I'm in that it's quite well lent towards different types of exercises. But for some people out there, you will have different body sizes, shapes, genetics, lifestyles, and there are so many different options. It's just finding them and, and getting things that are accessible, accessible to you. Because I do feel that having the online world now being louder than we've ever had it before, because that's how we're all communicating. The positive side is that we are seeing more people like you, like you said before, of different shapes and sizes and backgrounds, taking themselves off to do a workout. And do you think that's here to stay now? I hope so. I I, I do hope so. And I think that is a huge reason as to why I do what I do. But you know, your, your point on being in a certain body that lends itself well to different exercises that's a huge thing I really want to focus more on because there are certain exercises you know a mountain climber perhaps which some people in certain bodies it does not physically feel right things get in the way their body is is there Mm. people can't get into certain positions because of their body and it it feels so wrong to just assume that everyone can get into every position um, without offering alternatives or whatever and that's actually something I'm I'm wanting to work on within the next year of more considerations like that so I love that you mentioned that because that is a such an important point I think uh, it, it's been brought to light a lot I mean I know that I'm rethinking everything I think we all are in the middle of a pandemic firstly with the crisis at the moment at the time of recording this episode it's quite a monumental time in history I think because people are marching today as we record the episode to support obviously the black community and their voices to be heard to do what we can I I think times are really really changing and I'm really hoping that that will translate even down into the fitness industry and just encouraging people that it should be something like you said that's integrated because how many times a week in reality Lucy should people be aiming to get a kind of workout in I because of my stance I'm very much the kind of coach that will say I want you guys to decide and I want you guys to evaluate it I I think again before if I was to you know give a blanket piece of advice I would say in my opinion for beginners twice a week would be great if you can increase it to three times a week fantastic Um, four or five times a week if you are more advanced and you simply enjoy it and you are able to that's also fine. Um, but I think I would very much want people, I think I work when people before they do maybe my program or um, buy a knobs guide, they feel like they have to be training every day. Um, or they should be training, you know, six times a week and one rest day. And it's really hard to try and communicate to someone like that. Hey, actually, did you know that you need rest in order to facilitate the results that you actually want and that's an important part of the plan um so it is about managing those expectations and I always say let's start and let's build if we can and you are in control you're the one that's managing it not me saying hey you're gonna train this many times per week I want it to be fluid and some weeks you might train once a week some weeks you might train not at all some weeks you might train five times a week it can be fluid as well. But I always like, I like to encourage baseline habits. So, you know, having a loose goal in mind, for example, training three times, for me, that's three times a week. Um, For other people, it might be a little bit different goal, but having that baseline and allowing it to be fluid. Yeah, completely. Because it's the unrealistic goals that sets people up for, I hate this word, and I know that we all feel like it sometimes, but for failure, because psychologically, if you tell yourself you have this rigid thing, a very small percentage of the population will thrive off that type of approach. Because some people do, you know, you will tell them, well, you have to do X many sessions a week, and they will do it. But there is probably a larger percentage of people that will find themselves in a position where that's not physically possible or mentally possible. Like you said, for females during their cycle, it doesn't fit. 
And a lot of people listening to this podcast will probably just want to know in one word, well, how many times should I work out if, if we're talking about weight loss again, because it's the most commonly discussed thing to lose weight. Does it have to be a, a hit class, Lucy, like a high intensity one? Will I be more likely to lose weight if I if I go spinning or, bo- or if I do boxing? I think this is such a good question because um, there is, I can't remember the, the exact name of the guy who did the study, um, but he compared three hit classes per week, which is maybe something that with someone with a weight loss goal may be inclined to do or feel like they have to do. And he compared it with uh, one hour daily work per day. So walk, walk per day. Um, and the walk, so the daily walk, the, the group that were doing daily walks burned more energy, more calories throughout the week compared to the person or the group that did three hit classes per week. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something to definitely take away from that. And if the goal is to you know, lose weight and, and use that energy, then doing a daily walk, just something very, you know, sneaking seamlessly fit into your day. It's not only accessible, but it is more in line doing that daily walk for that goal of, you know, getting into your calorie deficit. It's more in line with that than doing the kind of three high intensity hit classes per week, which is what you might assume would be best. But actually just doing your daily walk could just be the better option and also the more effective option shown in that in in that study so you know it for me I think I would always champion I will always champion weightlifting even if your goal is to lose weight because it builds muscle and it builds strength and it can be empowering I would always champion that however with a weight loss goal if that is just the goal any way that you can move your body and use energy consistently in a way you enjoy is a good way for you but I I think walking is so underrated as a form of exercise and you can put a podcast on you can listen to an audio but you can kind of live yeah. yourself and it's almost like mental mental I hate saying exercise is my therapy because <laughs> I think therapy is therapy right so but I do believe that it can really improve your mood and your kind of mental health just having that time no if you're looking at walking I can vouch considering um all I've been able to do for the last well maybe three or four months is walk and I was someone that used to go to classes I was very lucky I used to be able to um go before my day in clinic would start but now um especially as um a mum post-birth there's so much to be said for the fat walking still keeps you fit. It is good for your mental clarity. And you have two options with a walk. It is a form of release, or it can be a form of multitasking. So I know a lot of people may say, oh, that's not a good idea. But actually, for me now, with a baby, a newborn, if I manage to make it out the house, I've achieved something. If I manage to get some fresh air, that makes me feel great. And I'm able to call a friend. But if we go back to exercise and let's go supplements, that's what I wanted to ask you about. So we know that HIT may be not more effective than walking. You do what works for you. But you and I, Lucy, have done a lot on this. And I think a lot of people assume that if you are working out, you have to take supplements for it to work yeah so I think I mean the supplement industry as you know is very questionable in general um there's been so much misinformation around uh supplements because to to zoom out what happens or what has happened with social media is that supplement companies will often hire people that look a certain way in order to promote their products and they pay them money and these people promote them and then we have this weird association that in order to look that that way and have that kind of gym aesthetic you need to be taking these tablets and these vitamins and these pills and that is just not the case um nothing is more important than movement the food you're eating and rest that's it takes the focus away from those things so that in general is problematic however um i would say for me obviously i'm not a dietitian i'm not a nutritionist But if someone comes to me and says, which supplements would you recommend? I would say, if you want to, if you are struggling to get enough protein from your actual, uh, the food you're eating, a protein supplement can be handy, but by no means is it necessary. I think that that's what it is. I think people tend to think supplements Mm. are necessary and you, you have to take them, but it is an individual thing. And in general, 
eating a balanced diet is so boring, I know, and people hate it because it is boring, but eating a balanced diet, eating enough fruit and veggies, getting that variation in, and eating, you know, some protein every day is the best option first and foremost. And then anything else that you might be lacking, okay, maybe then look to supplement, but it, it can just come from our food, you know? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, completely. Food doesn't need to be replaced by a pill or a powder. And a lot of the time, I think it's almost part of the image or the look. Uh, I see them advertised again in a certain type of way. You pick a stereotypically very fit looking, whatever that is in standards of modern society at the moment, individual, and you'll have them posing with a protein shake um, or, I don't know, some green concoction in in a can or something. And it's made to look like it will enhance your workout or miraculously provide miracle goals. But a lot of the time, and I end up saying this to my clients, like you said with protein powder, it's great and there's nothing wrong with it if it's a good type of protein powder and it's convenient, but it's not going to suddenly enhance your performance or help you reach your goals alone. Mm, exactly, yeah. And you know what? I've I've taken protein for years and I, I love protein and I have I will have a scoop a day. Mm you know, and it it helps me ensure I'm getting enough. And, and I will always kind of champion that, but you know, it, it's not a magic, it's not magic. It's literally protein is literally just protein. It's supplementing with extra protein. Um, It's not this thing that is going to transform your physique. It's not this magic supplement or, or concoction that you need to take. It's literally just a bit of protein. Protein in general is great for, you know, building muscle, recover, muscle recovery as well. Um, so it is just something there to facilitate if appropriate, but it's by no means, you know, necessary to supplement it for everyone. No, exactly. And we've discussed before, I mean, one of my pet hates is the discussion around BCAAs, so branch chain amino acids. Um, I, I'm going to let you start on these because they're still everywhere. They are still everywhere. I honestly thought that by now there would be a different approach with the, this particular supplement. This is, yeah, so it this infuriates me as well. And I remember I did a post on this maybe, I don't know, three years ago now. And this is at a time where it was even more prevalent than it still is today. Um, and it is literally... The reason why people take it is because of influencer culture. It's because these athletes for these sponsors that get paid money to promote these supplements who people who maybe don't truly understand by companies who don't actually understand, um, they are told to shoot content and workout videos whilst drinking BCAAs and incorporating it into their content. Therefore, it creates the impression to Gen Pop that you need to have BCAAs in order to look like that person and it's just not the case you know I 
I would say BCAAs are only appropriate if potentially you're vegan and you are struggling again to get enough from your diet. Um, but but again, it's just just get, get get some sleep and eat enough protein and you're fine. You don't need to have BCAAs. Um, it's redundant, and I think it is just born out of this this influencer aesthetic essentially it's this influencer lifestyle that we're watching on within the fitness industry and we're we're watching people jug their iced tea bcaas but really we don't most people don't need it it's not applicable no yeah exactly and i think i remember looking at a stat in one of my nutrition textbooks at uni this is a long time ago that a handful of peanuts gives you the same amount of branched chain amino acids that you get in a supplement drink anyway and most forms of protein, if you're eating enough throughout the day, you're, you're getting those amino acids that you require. Mm-hmm. And then creatine is something else that people often um, talk about. But again, that's really just for professional athletes. So with all this discussion around diet and exercise, um, I mean, would you say, what would be your advice, Lucy, the best advice for creating a good balance? I think so with, with creatine, Again, it's not something that I would recommend my audience to take. It's just, again, it's it's not really appropriate. I would say one thing on creatine, it is one of the more researched supplements. And if you are someone who takes their training very seriously, potentially you might want to. I don't know. But again, for me, I I just think let's let's do the basics. We always want to try and do all the funky stuff that really is either not appropriate or you might not be ready for it without actually taking time to do the basics, which are building a you know a regular training habits, learning form with your with your exercises you're doing, you know, working on your eating habits, making sure that you know you're building a better relationship with food and all those or and sleeping enough, you know. So I my whole standpoint on things like this that supplements including creatine Protein, I'm more open to chat and and openly recommending because I think to a degree it is more valuable. But I just, for me, I think the supplements, it is just, it tends to be the big fancy shiny thing that we all want to jump to without actually doing the basics first. Yeah, no, of course, I completely agree. And the basics for most people, I mean, if you're looking at... um, working out and you're doing perhaps more than the average person then you do need to really look at making sure that you're not going to be deficient in the amount of protein or carbs and again on on the podcast food for thought we do have individual episodes all about protein all about carbs so you know kind of what you're doing but it is important isn't it pre and post workout at least in your diet to make sure that somewhere you are getting at least the bare minimum yeah, so I mean, drawing continuing on from protein, I think there's this misconception again that you need to have a protein shake 30 minutes after your workout for your workout to count. Um, and again, that is just kind of old school bodybuilding bro science. Um, when in truth, if you are, again, this is the assumption that the goal is to kind of build muscle obviously not everyone wants to and that's fine but it is it's it's recommended instead to have protein in I can't remember the exact amount but let's for example say it's 20 to 25 grams in in batches throughout the day of maybe four times and for me I just articulate that as try and have a bit of protein at every meal if you can have a portion of protein every meal that's three times a day Mm -hmm. and maybe a snack um for training purposes I I for me personally, I have to have something in my tank before I go. And what I mean by that is I have to have a meal beforehand. I have to have something to get me through the workout. Some people can train straight away in the morning and they feel fine and they eat their breakfast afterwards. And I think it is all about what works for you. But if you're going to be training fasted in the morning where you haven't had anything at all, I would say make sure you have a big meal at night and make sure that's actually sometimes we tell ourselves right I'm this kind of person I can have a good workout without having a meal beforehand and I can train really early in the morning but until we actually try having food beforehand and having that Mm -hmm. meal and have put filling up our tank you could have a way better workout you know and exercise in general requires energy so if we're not 
ensuring that we're fueling ourselves enough and with carbohydrates you know so Mm. important for training um it's we're kind of I feel like sometimes we we self-sabotage because we want to have these great workouts where we feel strong and we feel um motivated but if we're not actually fueling ourselves properly how are we going to have the energy to get through that session and feel good and lift the weight we want to lift you know well done. This is this see this, this is the thing that I love about your ethos and why why you're on here discussing this because I feel that there's still such a misconception. It doesn't matter how many times we say it, but around restriction of food in general, I'm working out as if people are proud to say, well, I've tried to restrict and restrict. Whereas if you haven't tried to put the energy in, energy comes from carbohydrates, which is glucose, which is a form of sugar, which provides your muscles with the energy it needs to perform and and your brain. And without that, how can you think clearly, perform clearly? But equally, it depends again, I suppose, on lifestyle, the type of workout, how early you are working. Because I've, I've got to be honest, now I, I'm seeing earlier mornings in, in my new life that I never used to see. So I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty much seeing all night long. And I see the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. crew now. I hear them outside my window. Mm-hmm. And I guess it depends on what time of day you feel more comfortable digesting food. But people need to look at it as definitely a source of fuel and with lockdown and people going online now anyway for exercising I mean how do you know how do people work out Lucy what is going to be right for them what exercise they should be doing I think it's trial and error I think I think for me it is I mean I I got into weightlifting because I had this boyfriend at uni and you know I was like oh my god he's so cool he lifts weights and he would always drag me in there <laughs> and eventually encourage me to kind of step off the cross trainer and get in there which you know I'm grateful for him doing that because I actually really enjoyed it and you know I think if you're listening to this and you are you know that you've been struggling to motivate yourself to do that kind of training that you've been doing I would take this opportunity to stop and just think do I like what I'm doing is it that I feel tired can I feel myself better for my sessions do I even enjoy what I'm trying to do because if the answer is I don't think so then something has to change you can't just expect to wake up one day and be like oh, I've suddenly changed and suddenly I enjoy this without actually tweaking variables. So it's about assessment. It's about having conversations with yourself and asking yourself, do I like this? If it's a no, why do I not like it? Is it because I feel Mm. nervous and therefore need to get extra coaching and extra help, which you can do? Or is it because I actually dislike this form of exercise? So it's having those honest conversations, but I find following a whole variety of different people on Instagram is great to kind of figure out, oh, that is interesting for me. You know, I started doing mm. pole dancing with a seven-inch boot heels <laughs> on, which is, for me, last year, I would have been like, no way, how embarrassing, how cringe. But I've been, I've got friends who do it, and I found it so empowering mm. and so great for my confidence, and I love it. So it is just seeing what's out there. A hundred percent. And you mentioned following a variety of people. If you are going to social media um, to get your source of inspiration of exercise, um, or to get your source from there, then I would be very careful as well, because of course, everyone's promoting what works for them. And how do people sift out, uh, I don't know, a qualified PT or an unqualified one? Is, is there any way of of knowing who's more credible like in the nutrition world Lucy it's very difficult for people that's why I just say look for a registered nutritionist or dietitian but what do people do in the fitness world it it is very hard because what happens is that people will start going to the gym post their workouts and then off the back of that I mean to a degree it happened to me you know I built a profile and then I became a personal trainer I'd always had an interest in it and had worked within a studio for for five years prior. But at the same time, I I think what happens is people are interested in fitness and then they become a PT. However, they don't actually have the skill set or they they have the qualification, but they don't have the knowledge to know how to really help people via an online platform. It's rather just, this is my workout. Watch me do my workout and you can copy it if you want. 
Um, so I would things to look yeah. out for would be what kind of content is the person you're following? Firstly, firstly check if they've got a PT certification. They should be level three PT. Um, so if they're not, then I would say just check they've got that accreditation. I know we've got level two as well, which is class and structure, which is also fine. But I think look for level three PT if you can. Um, if they have that, it may be on their website. If not, just DM them and ask them. I've had people DM me. It's not in my bio. But I've had people ask me, and I'm more than happy to say, yes, I qualified at this point with this certification. Here you go. Um, I would say that. So ask them if you can't see it. And also, is when they are doing their, when they're posting content, is the content about them or is it about the client? Are they offering advice? Are they offering form tips? Are they offering corrections? Are they, or are they just posting videos of them working out and saying, try this workout I tried? Because that, that's the real difference between someone who's coaching versus someone who's just sharing inspiration. I think if you're serious about your training and you want help and you want a credible source, the, the content has to be client focused. It has to be. It can be, there are accounts who you might look at and be like, oh, they look amazing training and working out. And that's inspiration for you. But if you want to learn, I think it has to come from a coach. Um, so that's what I would say. When you scroll their feed, do you feel like yeah. the content is out there to help you? Or do you feel like it's there to serve their own ego? That's what I would say. Yeah, is it a bit self-indulgent or is there a meaning or a purpose? I think that's really, really good advice. Um, also, just to ask. I think a lot of people are very scared to ask. But like you said, if if someone's qualified, they'll have no problem in replying. And equally, I think a good personal trainer would encourage rest days just as much as as working out. So there's someone that's got a good balance. Now, we have lots of questions from our listeners. Um, the first one for you, Lucy, so to put you on the spot a little bit, um, we've got one from Jenna. Now, Jenna said that she loves working out, but she thinks that it makes her more hungry and she's putting on weight. Where is she going wrong? So when we're training, you know, like we said, it's using energy, it's burning calories, as you'd say. Um, so you are going to feel potentially more hungry. Um, I would maybe look if, if your goal is weight loss and that's something you really want to pursue, I would maybe look to the foods that you are consuming. Could they be a little bit more filling? You know, can you make a few tweaks and changes there? That might make a difference. And again, I would just, personally, I would incorporate walking as well. I would get your daily walks in, incorporate that. Um, but please don't feel like, I, I think we are so focused on our weight and the number on the scale. So another thing, another layer to this is, I personally would recommend stepping off that scale and just going by how you feel in your body. Maybe it's how it looks in the mirror, fine. Maybe it's how your clothes fit, that's also fine. But how do you feel in your body? Because we sometimes, especially, you know, if we are putting on a bit of muscle, we may we may not see changes in the scale at all, but we have in fact built muscle and lost weight as well. So our weight's not changing, but we are physically changing, if that makes sense. So you know, yeah. please don't be disheartened by scale weight. It changes all the time. Mm -hmm. So many things affect it as well. Oh, I couldn't agree more that the scales are definitely not the most accurate form of measurement there at all. And Emma has said, does yoga count, this is interesting, as a rest day? Because I'm really active on other days. Uh, I think it depends on what yoga you're doing. You know, there's, there's commonly, there's, there are two, there's loads of different types of yoga, but the common types are, um, I think, yin yoga. I mean, I'm literally not a yogi at all, but I know, I, I feel like yin yoga is the one that's a bit more restorative. I might have butchered that and I'm so sorry if I've offended anyone by saying that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it's a more restorative type of yoga that's more focused on holding set positions, then I think to a degree, sure, that's, you know, less impact. And if you want to do that on rest day, fine. Um, but if it is a more active I think it's vinyasa, a more active type of yoga, then I would say that for me personally, I would say that is not really resting. You work very hard in those classes and it may, people tend to think, oh, yoga's just, you know, just chilling and laying on your back and just, you know, yeah. meditating or whatever. And it's not the case. It can be very hard work. So yeah, if you, if you must be 
active on your rest day because you prefer that and that's what you wish to do I would opt for a more restorative type of yoga yeah yoga can be tough I couldn't agree more um Millie has said I drink maybe two or three times a week and I wonder how much this is affecting my fitness um well it does you know I'm saying this from someone who does like to get you know pretty wasted every week I love it I enjoy drinking and I like to have a big night and go out with my friends obviously not now but um it it can create this cycle and I think if we are doing it multiple times a week it can it affects your training you're not able to uh feel as strong feel as present um it can also change our eating habits as well it can kind of make us want to eat or more drawn towards certain kinds of foods and again that's really not an issue um but if your goal is to feel a little bit more you know to feel full to feel strong to feel energized to feel focused um it does impact it so it may be a case it's not to say you shouldn't drink I mean like I say I drink and I enjoy a drink but in my opinion it may be that you try and just have a few glasses rather than loads of just you know one or two each time if you must but it it kind of it can it does it's not it can it does affect your training and you know your mood as well the next day is it's a depressant so it's not it's not it's a depressant by default so you will feel low mood as well well, that's just it. It is a depressant. And that, that's one of the key things to highlight that it may give you an initial buzz. But um, anyway, I need to do a whole podcast on alcohol because that's a, and it's, it's a very interesting and commonly discussed topic. Uh, the last question we've got is from Angelica. Oh, and this is something we hear so much in the nutrition clinic, Lucy. And she said, I run most days, but I'm starting to worry that, you know, I'm overdoing it. I've stopped getting my period, but running is my thing. I just can't stop. Okay, so this this for me strikes like I would say first and foremost, I would please go speak to your doctor because it's really important that we are not if we're overtraining and we're overdoing it, our body has a really good way of telling us, Hey, something is going on here, I need you to pay attention to it. And that is obviously I'm not I'm not a doctor and I'm not qualified here to give personalized advice. However, it is a bit of a it's a notice from your body to go and seek support so I would say chat with your doctor um and also on top of that overtraining is a real issue over exercising is a real prevalent thing because we think okay if someone's saying running is good more running is even better and again rest and recovery is so important we're not we're not machines we are real human bodies and we need to push but we also need to pull back and life and movement and exercise and everything is all about that pushing and pulling so if we're only pushing and not pulling back our body is not gonna keep going it may to a degree you may be able to keep pushing and keep going but your body your body will stop you at some point and this is for me I think it sounds like your body's telling you it's too much and I would definitely go seek support um when you can beautifully said I love the push pull analogy actually um and it's true in all all walks of of life and areas of our life we need to be thinking about that and especially to add if you're not getting your period you know it does indicate that your body isn't in a healthy state at the moment that's usually the first indicating factor that something's not quite right and needs looking at so yeah do go see your doctor and that does wrap up the questions that we've got time for but we are now going to move on to one of my yeah, favourite parts, Lucy, just to test you, our fact or fiction round. Are you ready? I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, if you could answer fact or fiction to the following questions. You'll only lose weight if you hit the fat burning zone. False. Fiction, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right in there. Um, Home workouts can be as effective as in the gym uh or yes and no depends on the goal (laughs) it can be they can both be affected yeah there we go abs are made in the kitchen fiction love it exercise can boost your metabolism uh yes 
in the sense yes it can however again it's not so not not in the same sense that a lot of people think it will and not to the degree that a lot of people think it will but yes it can yeah <laughs> being sore after a workout suggests you've hit your capacity uh fiction spot weight loss workouts work fiction the fitter you are the better you sleep fiction caffeine can be very effective for energy yeah we work out fact sports drinks are more hydrating than water fiction everyone should do at least 10,000 steps a day fiction <laughs> well done that was our fact or fiction round <laughs> love that do you know that it was one of the harder ones, I think, because even when we were writing it, I remember thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to look up this a little bit more. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because sometimes it depends, doesn't it? That everything's so nuanced, isn't it? You just want to, there's so many caveats to a lot of different things. Exactly. Well, that does nearly wrap up this episode, Lucy, but we'll be finishing now with our food for thought. So, um, mine today would be that having spoken with you today, it is very clear, as we've just said, lots of things are very nuanced. And I think the most important thing when it comes to you know, fitness or exercise is that we see it as kind of fun and more um, something that's realistic. And I think for me recently, with my complete and utter change in lifestyle, I've really started to appreciate my walks a lot more, like we discussed than before. And sometimes you just got to do what you can do to maintain your lifestyle. And that's okay. It's, it's okay if, you know, your, your periods of time change when you can and you can't work out. And without exercise, to be honest, you might find yourself really losing sight of your mental health as well. So it's really important to address that it gives you a bit of a boost. And Lucy, if you could give our listeners a final food for thought, a take home message from you, what would that be? I would say right now is not the time to be overly stressing out about your fitness goals. And what I mean by that is we are, like I said at the start, we are in a pandemic, guys, you know, it's crazy times. And please stop putting so much pressure on yourself to do so many different things. And this extends to just life in general, you know. Um, so I would say take it easy, be kind to yourself and try not to use nutrition and exercise as a means to stress yourself out further um we have to be so good at having those little internal conversations with ourselves but start doing it I know you might feel like a weirdo even if it has to be out loud you know or journaling I would say um start start having better conversations with yourself around um how you feel and what you actually want to do that's a beautiful food for thought, Lucy. I couldn't agree more, especially at the moment. Like you said, we're in a pandemic, unusual times, and that internal voice can be very overbearing. So we do need to address it and learn to, to interact with it. Lucy, if people want to find out a little bit more about you, where can we head them? So you can find me at Lucy Mountain on Instagram, as well as at Nobs Guides with an S. Um, to interject, please do say what Nob stands for for listeners that don't know, because they might think, why, why is she saying Nob? <laughs> so basically, it started out, no, can we swear? Can we say no BS? Um, so, okay, so it started out with no bull. S H I T, um, and then it we condensed, it into, <laughs> we condensed it into no BS, and then we closed the gap into knobs. So that's the name of my company and my fitness programs, and we call each other knobs as well. So no K, it's N O B S. <laughs> Lucy, it's been delightful talking to you and wishing you all the very best in this crazy time. Thank you for coming on Food for Thought. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And please do, if you have the time, leave a five-star review. It does help this podcast get out there. We want to be able to reach more people, help more people, and maybe even perhaps reach higher highs in the charts. 
For more information about my retrition clinic, books, healthy recipes, events, retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com. And you can always follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 